Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are now in the Cornwood Podcast, a sports podcast from Bellip Sports and the Bellip Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corner Roof Podcast. I am your host, Jerry Clemens, episode 273 of the Corner Roof Podcast, alongside my two amazing co-hosts, Matt, a.k.a. G- Jake Smigglesworth, a.k.a. Swagoo, Chris, a.k.a. Blackout Chrissy, a.k.a. 10 beers down, 10 toes up. That being Get said, flash. I am the captain of this ship, Mr. Jerry Clem. Last night sucked. I'm going to say it. We're not going to talk. We're not going to talk about the Eagles any more than this first five minutes. We're not bringing them up in the one sentence game. We're not bringing them up. We are. Me and Chris are airing the grievances now. Shout out to uh, Mr. Costanza. I got a lot of problems with you people, and now you're going to hear about it. So there was actually one beautiful thing about last night. We saw the beginning of one great player's career, and the ascension of another. The Philadelphia Eagles last night got torched at one position. Left corner. James Bradbury was getting torched like a bad souffle in an overcooked oven. But the other corners, Eli Ricks and Keely Ringo, allowed zero catches and only one pass breakup. Bear in mind it's against Drew Locke. But we didn't hear about DK until the final drive of the game. And a couple pass interference calls on Josh Joe and on Mr. Holt and Mr. Hansey himself, James Bradbury. I love James Bradbury. I think he got a bad rap during the uh, Super Bowl. I think that wasn't a hold. You guys heard me say it a thousand times, but that being said, there was a bright spot. Ringo, who was ripped apart for his um, PI against the uh, Cowboys. Looked elite last night. I watched some of the film this morning. Kid's footwork was on point. Was staying on the ball. Kept with his receivers. Ricks was playing well, too. I was like, okay, this isn't bad. And our passers are starting to get home again. There were things in the Matt Patricia experiment looked better. 
that defense looked good. I was very impressed. I'm like, yes, it was against Drew Locke. It was a good test run. That was a lot better than we looked in past weeks. That was a one-in-a-million throw. Jackson Smith and Jacob made a one-in-a-million catch. And that interception by Julian Love was literally this close to being an incomplete pass. So, game inches, folks. Game inches. Now, Eagles fans, I, I hate to alarm. I hate to um, be the sunlight in your rain clouds of despair. We're still ten and four. We play Tommy, lack of cutlets, and Kyler Murray. Those are the last two quarterbacks we play for the rest of the season. We get Johnny Gannon and Brian Dable. Two teams who we have both have access to the ground with. We get a pissed-off Jalen Hurts, a pissed-off Nick Sirianni, a ticked-off defense, and I do not think Brian Johnson will last the season. I think we might have a Frank Reich side soon. Either that or Nick Sirianni is just going to rip the ball completely out of out of Brian Johnson's hands because some of those play calls last night. But also, this is also on Jalen Hurts. Hurts, I tweeted this out before the game. It was almost like a pre, it was almost like pre-thought, right? Hertz needs to fucking relax. I don't know if you guys know Ted Lasso that well. I know me and Chris do, obviously. The episode where they take Isaac out to the hood to go play soccer so he remembers it's a fucking game. Jalen Hurts is pressing every play of every game. He looks so antsy and he doesn't, he's so consumed with how he lost in the Super Bowl last year that he's pressing on every play. So he does reckless things. He's always trying to make – I swear, if Hertz goes back to the way he was, obviously you'll never be able to take back and get back completely to the way you were before that you basically had a Super Bowl ripped out of your hands. But to that mentality, this whole Eagles team needs to remember it's a fucking game. You're still a 10-win team who beat a lot of good football teams who just played the roughest stretch of schedule – I have witnessed as an Eagles fan. I've been an Eagles fan since 2000. 23 fucking years. I've never seen a schedule this brutal. But we made through it four and three. I had a feeling we were going to lose to Seattle before the season even started. Does it suck we lost him with Gino and we had the lead almost the entire game? Yeah. Does it suck how it ended? Because that nutsack Julian Newman caught both picks? Yeah. But... Does it suck that it knocked me out of the bulk playoff because of that last interception? Oh, of course. But is the season over? Fuck no. Is there only one team I'm actually scared of the entire NFL? Yeah. And they play out in um, the poop capital of the world, San Francisco. I'm not afraid of Dallas. I'm not afraid of the Giants. I'm not afraid of the Seahawks or the Lions or the Buccaneers or the Packers or... Insert team name here. I don't care. And the Eagles aren't either. This game against the Giants on Christmas Day is coming at a perfect time. We need a rivalry game. We need a game between two teams that just don't like each other. Against Tommy Cutlets and this really reckless Giants team who honestly, I don't know how they beat the, the Packers. I really don't. We get Derek... Darius Slade doesn't play Sunday. That's fine. Honestly, let Bradbury sit. Just put Ricks, Job, and um, Roby and Ringo out there. Put a bunch of backups with our safeties and our linebacker. Hopefully Cunningham plays. 
might not, they might not score because those boys were playing like animals on for, last night. As for the offense, guys, we started running the football and we controlled the clock. Now, if we can go back to running drags and crossing routes and doing what we do best instead of just chucking deep balls, we'll probably win the game. Brian Johnson's the fucking problem, and Jalen Hurts pressing is the fucking problem. Somebody needs to go to Jalen and say, hey, listen, you are a top five quarterback in this league, but you've got to chill the fuck out. Mahomes is having a bad season, too. Okay? Mahomes lost to teams that would make us laugh. Okay, besides the Jets, all of our losses have been pretty legit. And let's be honest, only two of our losses were blowouts. The other two literally came down to the last throw. So Eagles fans, like I see some of these guys, I think his name is Brody. He does a podcast for the Eagles. He's a loud mouth. I'm like, bro, you got to chill the hell out. I know you're doing this for shock value. I know every Eagles fan's upset. I'm fucking pissed, man. I didn't want to go to bed last night. I just wanted to sit there and stew and drink a half a bottle of whiskey. But I'm like, I got to get up. I'm, I'm an adult. Here's the kicker. And this is, I'll stop my round. I'll let, I'll, I'll let Mr. Chris uh, take over. The sky's not falling. If you guys don't remember, before we thought we were like the next, we were like Alabama, where we got to just steamroll everyone to the playoff. We're, an e- we're the Eagles. Nothing ever has come easy to us, okay? This is literally a typical Eagles season. So everyone relax. Calm the fuck down. It's going to be okay. It sucks. It fucking blows. But you know what? Last night I saw glimpses of the old team. The running the football. The completed passes. I don't know who... What is wrong in that locker room where they everyone looks like they're so like uptight? Somebody's got to knock somebody out, or somebody's got to run through the Eagles locker room buck naked or and screaming like Christmas carols because something needs to happen where these guys chill. Maybe knocking the Giants' teeth out on Christmas Day and giving them a nice old um, Philly style Christmas present might ease it up. But that's my two cents, Chris. The floor is yours. All right. Um, Jared, I 100% agree with you. It's no time to hit the panic button. But right now, as someone and someone examining and watching the game every week and just getting glimpses of like the team that we were last year, right now, this time, right now, these past three, four weeks, three weeks, um, we have not looked like a good football team at all, at all. Offense, defense, there's always something off. Jalen's regressed, not completely, but he's regressed to the point where I just don't know what he's doing. Some of the decisions Jalen's making isn't, you know, isn't smart. Like, um, you got – you. I'm not going to say, like, the one – the play at the end of the game was on Jalen because that might have been the play where – yeah, force it up to A.J. Brown. But you had two timeouts. You have to work on clock management. I'm so done with these, you know, QB draws on second and third down. And if it doesn't work on second down, we're going to try to push it on third down. And then it's a lost cause. Um, and then we work – we fit in these bubble screens. And then you have Devontae Smith, who's 100 – like literally my weight, trying to block. Um, Mike Jackson, who's 6'2", 230. Yeah, you're gonna get. He's getting steamrolled 
Devontae Smith, and you're running, you're chucking deep balls to Quez Watkins, who can't catch a football. Um, but you know, I the limelight of this game, and you touched on it, is I'd say Matt Patricia. And I don't I don't think he's a, a bad defensive coordinator. I mean, you've seen his five-year defensive coordinator stretch in New England. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was the coordinator from like 2012 to 2017. I did a little research behind Head that. Don't break. That's the that's the name of the yeah, game. Those five years, New England's been ranked in the top ten, all five of those years in in uh you know total defense. Um but all in all, dude, I don't I don't know what's going on with Jalen. You know, that's my biggest thing. And also, I'm going to point the finger at Sirianni a little bit because it seems like in the second half of these games, we're not making any adjustments. It's not like we're changing how, you know, we're balancing the run in the, in the past like we did in the first half. Like, we're not – we're still running bubble screens. We're still we're, – we're still forcing balls into double coverage that we don't need to because we're, we're thinking A.J. Brown can pull them down, which most of the time he could because, you know, he's – He's huge. He's like DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Um, James Bradbury let up 60 yards in two plays. Like he's he's burnt toast. I mean, he's just he's just old. Like it's just like I don't know if he's lost a step or just like he's just has last year's flashbacks in. I just I don't know. But the young guys look good. Um, I'm just I'm I'm more nervous because yeah, we're in a little bit of a rut in football. Every football team goes to a run. It happens. But there's nobody in the locker room that's saying, like, what the fuck are we doing, guys? Like, what? Think we- that's what you hear. Yeah. I guarantee like, they're saying it behind those doors. I hope AJ, like, I hope AJ Brown goes to Jalen Hurts and say, what are you doing? What are you doing, dude? You're, he, he a lot of the throws yesterday, he wasn't connecting. I mean, dude, you get 143 yards and two picks. I mean, I know you had the two rushing touchdowns, but they're, you're at the half yard mark. You had two picks at 143 yards. I mean, you're he's regressing. And this reminds me of when we had Wentz. As soon as we paid Carson Wentz, he he didn't. I'm not going to say he was, you know, a terrible, terrible quarterback, but he regressed a lot where you couldn't even trust well, him. 19, 19, he was amazing. Was the first year he got paid. The problem with Wentz was that clowny hit messed his brain up. Yeah, I was at that game. I saw that live. I had to call yeah. the credit card company to tell him it was a fraudulent purchase. Yes. So here's the kicker. The the Wentz, the Wentz and Hurts are two different humans. Very different. I think Hurts' biggest problem is now he's been paid, he has to do it all himself. That's what I think, too. I and think he's got to calm down. His nice lady, his nice girlfriend, his nice female agent, Miss Nicole Lynn, Nick Sirianni, AJ, his inner circle. Just put his hand on his shoulder. Hey, apparently he's tight with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, apparently. They all need to just tell him, dude, it's okay. It's okay. He just, he looks so beat up. As I know he was sick yesterday. He looks I mean, mentally beat up. He looks mentally beat up. He looks like, he looks like a broken man. I don't see him. Usually when you see Jalen, he's on the sideline saying, yo, man, that's all me. You know, like, that interception's on me, man. It was a bad throw on my end. Like, he just goes right to the bench, just sits down, and he's just quiet. I've seen this for the past month, and I'm just like, what? what is going on with him? But it's like, I then I noticed these first eight games, I'm like, a lot of these games, he's doing it on his own. I mean, he's bailing this team out on his own. I mean, he won, he won the Bills game. 
We almost lost the Bills game because of Gabe Davis. He won the Bills game. He won the Chiefs game. He's won. He he won the Dallas game. I mean, the Dallas game he threw for what? Three hundred fifty yards. Yeah, yeah. No, there's 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 games where he looked phenomenal, and he was the like, only okay. Game he really didn't have to do shit was Tampa because DeAndre Swift ran for almost two hundred yards. Yeah, exactly. But like now he's just like a broken man. I'm just like, what what is going on, dude? Like someone just has to tell him, like, dude, you're fine. You got to stop panicking. And I think we'll be okay, but like football is any given Sunday. I mean, you lost to Zach Wilson. No offense, Maddie. We lost to Drew Locke. <laughs> like you're losing to these bottom tier guys, and it's like you, I mean, you don't you think lost to the top two MVP candidates. So yeah, I mean, I mean, in this league, it's any given Sunday. There's no guaranteed win, but even I'm going to take this game seriously, like I take every other game. I don't honestly. The Giants are a laughing stock, but it's on a cakewalk. I mean, you would you would think with Drew Locke as a quarterback, it'd be a cakewalker. Again, Zach Wilson, you would think it'd be a cakewalk, but it wasn't. You know, you lost those games, and you learn. But I'm done with the adversity preaching and how we're going to be better and work on these things. Like, go out and do it. Don't tell me. Show me. It's two yeah. different things. So that's all I got. Um, hopefully they win on Christmas. I didn't uh, wind up watching the entirety of the game. I, I fell asleep a few minutes before halftime. I was, I was exhausted. But um, – one thing I did notice was I did not at all see Jamal Adams in that game, and I went to do some digging uh, on what was going on, and uh, apparently he was a healthy scratch for the game, and when he found that out, he didn't show up to the stadium. And uh, Pete Carroll was on an interview, and he was like, I, I, if I had to guess, I would guess that he's home probably right now. Um, and I think that's a little interesting speaking to the character, just not showing up to the game even though you're a healthy scratch. And then Julian Love was in his place, and we, you know, you saw the kind of game Julian Love had. So shows Seattle, I think, who might be the better safety for them right there. But um, – I wouldn't hit the panic button either. Um, Eagles are a fantastic team. I, I think Matt Patricia is a very, very good defensive coordinator. Like you said, when he was the defensive coordinator with the with the Patriots, that defense was top ten every all the time. Um, and last last night they gave up two hundred eight passing yards and one hundred one hundred six, one hundred two rushing yards. Nothing insane. I don't think it's anything to be concerned of. I think that's actually a pretty good debut for a guy that got the reins like a couple hours or a couple days before the game. So I think give them a full week running that defense. I think they'll be just fine. Um, but Jalen Hurts also I heard was not was ill was had an illness or was sick. So maybe yeah. when that clears Lord. up, he'll be a little better. Yeah. yeah so it's, not everybody's going to be Michael Jordan with the flu game. Um, so I think once he's healthy, and I think once they just kind of get a little um, just just rework it all, I think they'll be perfectly fine. I think next week's game is a very good bounce back game for them because that should be a game that they should obviously walk away with. Allegedly, Frank Reich has already met with the Eagles already, but they have not announced anything. This was like last week. Um, just a little something there. Also, I think the problem with Brian Johnson, he's over his head. He was underqualified. Same thing with Sean Desai. They were both underqualified coordinators. These aren't whiz kids like Brian, like um, Johnson up in uh, Detroit or um, – back when McVay was the OC. I think McVay was the OC for the skins back in the day. I don't know. But to DJ's point, we'll talk about his team got assaulted by the other Pennsylvania squad. Like, actually assaulted. Like, there should have been charges pressed. Now, I got to agree with my boy Frank Michael Smith. I don't think they should have ejected, suspended KZ for the season. Suspending for the game? Sure. That's fine. That's that's the letter of the law. Throw one game suspension? Whatever. The whole season? Eh, come on, man. Really? I mean, and he's going for the – if – 
if it was just blatant, not even trying to go for the ball, but he is angled towards the ball. I mean, Casey does have a little bit of a rep for being just a just a sledgehammer of a guy, but all right. Anyway, we're moving on. Um, last talk about the Eagles today. So, Maddie, you can strike this game from, of course, the one sentence game. Um, yeah, it's you. Can be done. We'll talk about this, obviously. By the way, folks, announcement drops tomorrow for guest list, corner booth, Christmas party. We're back. It's gonna be a good time. Um, me, Chris, and Maddie, you're gonna look all festive Thursday at seven. It's a almost two hour show, seven to nine. A bunch of great guests. We're giving away a gift card, which will be sent to you electronically because God, I love Nike for that. Um, that being said, also the playoffs, because right now me and Chris have made a comeback. Maddie had a rough week pitting picking wise. Me and Chris are now what we're you're you're on you're uh, less than ten away. I'm ten away or something like that. Or yeah, yep. We're both catching up, man. I all Chris, as long as we're within that like twelve to ten range, we can catch Matt in the playoffs. Love it. Double points, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Ooh, double points for me too. Ooh. Well, here's yeah. the thing, buddy. You're looking like the Dallas Cowboys right now towards the end of that season. All Listen, right. I don't, uh, I don't got to pick my team anymore since they're ain't making the playoffs. So I don't have to be biased with my decisions. Listen, anymore. I don't have to give a fuck about fantasy anymore either. So it's all about That's gambling true. for me at this point. I'm thinking about <laughs> last week. I should have took the Raiders on that upset. I shouldn't have just followed through with it. They dropped sixty-three. I mean, yeah. like, like I should have yeah. just went through with it. Trust the gut. I never do that. That's my problem. Even I mean, who would, who would want to pick a game against Easton Stick? You know? Yeah, Easton Stick, dude. Light you up. Me sitting there looking at plus 21, minus 21 for the Raiders at almost like I think it was like if I put ten dollars down, I would have paid out almost a grand. And I'm just like, ah, whatever, never mind. I'm like, fuck, that would have been like the four car payments. Yeah. I was so fucking mad. I was watching that shit where I was like, damn it. Um that being said, we'll uh we'll just get to touch on the headlines quick before we get into the one sentence game. Um Nothing really – you know, I love how college was very quiet this weekend. Um, me and the boys, Chrissy shooting 100% except for the Jags, man. Yeah, I I thought the Jags – I mean, that was it was my upset, but, like, I thought it kind of be a little bit of a toss-up because their home Ravens are – you know, they're traveling down. The Jags are a terrible home team unless they're playing the Colts. Yeah, it's crazy. They do – what are they – are they undefeated still on the road? Is that that stat? That stat's still active? I don't know. I don't know. Let's ask the team that he, they own. DJ, if you're still in the chat, um, do the do, do your does your ownership still have an undefeated record? Um, that being said, I will say this: um, Deontay Mitchell's on IR. That's the other thing that killed me. That boy on that run, if he breaks that, he's to the house, and your boy is walking into the next round. Keaton Mitchell was like my fantasy sleeper I grabbed at the end of the year. Dude, I left aside the injury. I'm like, I'm cursed this year. It's over. Mm, that was ugly one. Yeah. Oh, wait. They lost to Joe Flacco last week on the road. Joe Flacco. Another guy that called the Jets, and we said no. Anyways. There's a bigger list of quarterbacks that called us that we said no to than it would be on a normal kid's Christmas list. At a certain point, you do this to yourself, buddy. 
I try to be sympathetic, but you do this to yourself. Or the Jets do, not you. Um, oh, I, yeah. I feel you. No, he, he would say, yeah. I would have taken anybody. Yo, it was honestly a pretty quiet headline week, which is kind of interesting. I mean, obviously it's Christmas week right now. Like, literally, I'm in, I'm in, obviously everyone knows I'm in sales, dude. This week was weird. I keep getting the same voicemail. Oh, we'll talk after Christmas. I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> every five seconds. I'm like, well, yes, I hit my quotas. Um, couple quick hits. Uh, John Morant makes his debut tonight. Lane Kiffin signs an extension for four more years down in Ole Miss. Andrew McClutchin is coming back to the Pirates for one more year. Rogers is looking like a return is unrealistic. Um, Yanks are apparently the front row for Yamamoto, so it's not all death and death and dishonor for Matt. Um, nobody cares about Drew Locke and his his lane career. Um, Micah Parsons taking shots at the media for the Cowboys' struggles. Interesting enough, Jalen Hurts taking shots at the Eagles for being distracted. He's not wrong. I will say that. This Eagles team almost has the illusion that they're assuming they're going back to the Super Bowl. And I think what Jalen said worked. Jamar Chase allegedly is going to miss a few more weeks. At least week 16, they're saying he's out. And finally, nobody cares about hockey. Nobody cares about hockey. Do we talk about Richard Mendenhall? Oh, yeah. I mean, if we want to talk about it, we can. Uh, also, Can I Draymond, just talk about – Draymond is gone for at least three weeks. That is the Oof. current the current consensus. He's gone until at least January, the second week of January. So, all right. Maddie, you want to break down some Mendenhall news? I'm going to eat some popcorn and listen. Yeah, I just need to pull up uh, J.J. Watt's thing quick because I thought he had the perfect response to it. So, you know, Richard Mendenhall – Pretty much saying he's tired of the average white men out there talking about football when, like, pretty much he's what he's saying is like historically white people are not good at football, so he's like they we should not be able to talk about the game. But it was it was just funny because like I just I thought the tweet was stupid. People took it to heart. I just thought it was stupid. JJ Watt actually had a fun time just kind of running with the tweet, and um, he was like he was he retweeted Rashard Mendenhall was like we we'd get cooked at corner. Not gonna lie, nobody on our squad is gonna cover Tyree Kill. And then somebody responded to J.J. Watt and said, oh, you're going to ignore the blatant racism. God forbid a white guy stands up for himself. And he was like, buddy, listen, we don't need to be offended by everything in this world. He said, white guys can't play football. I thought to myself, I'm a white guy. I'm very good. I'm very good at football and concluded that his statement had no validity. J.J. Watt being a future Hall of Famer, instead of arguing, he had some fun with it. The end, which I thought was a perfect response, because like, why are we going to get worked up about every single fucking stupid thing? Plus, it's Rashard Mendenhall. Rashard Mendenhall was not good. He he Rashard Mendenhall referred to himself as a great player in football. He was not great. Mendenhall wasn't even the best running back on his own team. No, he was he was good enough to get some get the get some job done for them, but he, he wasn't he wasn't great. And he retweeted himself the with being like a this, decent fantasy football running back. That's it. Yeah, I mean he he retweeted a picture of him with like the with a Super Bowl championship, which then people then returned and said, "Well, is this you fumbling the ball against the Packers in the Super Bowl when you guys lost?" So it was great. There was like a lot of shit against him, but it was just funny because you played. That doesn't mean you were great. You just you played. Guys, Miles Sanders played in the Super Bowl. 
Miles, yes, Miles Sanders is also not great, but you have guys Miles like Sanders. Literally, I I love Miles, and it's and I think the problem was is he literally just Nick Sirianni after that fumble in the Super Bowl was like, dude, you're done. I'm <laughs> you're dead to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, men are all had a good 2009, 2010. That's about it. Yeah. Well, you got um, Miles Sanders. Who was I going with? You've got um. Wow, I just lost whatever. Oh, Emmett Smith, fantastic, great running back in, in football. Went to many Super Bowls. There's a difference. He was great. Mendelhall was not. But it was just it was just funny. It was really something stupid. Oh, I didn't really. It was MVP at one. Great running back. I didn't. You're I didn't right. think anything of it. Even Will Compton. Been out for ten years, you weren't even on an you weren't even on a Hall of Fame ballot. Let's tell you something right there. But even Will Compton came out with a video of putting a whole roster together, which was funny. Amazing then, video, by the way. And Shout then Ryan me. Clark. Ryan Clark actually came out and was like, I bl- I'm blessed to have been able to play with a guy like Will Compton. And he actually went on to say that pretty much Mendelhall's take was distasteful and everything. But it was just, it was yeah, a fun. We love little, Ryan Clark here at the corner. It was a, a fun headline. Didn't really think anything of it. Didn't care about it. But a lot of people got very offended by it. But I thought J.J. Watt had the best response to it all in conclusion. It's six years, 72 games played. Sharp That's it. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't good. No, no, he was. He was. I haven't heard a, the name Rashard Mendenhall since I watched the rerun of the league the other day on FX. I don't think he was. He was like you said. He was never healthy because his great you know, show, right? Never, yeah, it was a great show. I Listen, the guy I lost him is kind of like the new Rux in our fantasy league. So I'm kind of happy he's in the league, but it sucks he's about to win this year. Um, forever unclean. Oh, for the record, the reason my brother-in-law's name is Taco is because of that show. <laughs> My brother-in-law's nickname, and then my family is literally Taco. Damn, that's yeah. pretty cool. That's actually pretty cool. Mine's Blackout Chrissy. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Listen, it's starting to grow on me because <laughs> you yeah, got to pronounce it with a little Paisan emphasis. It's Blackout Chrissy. Come on now, it's Blackout. I look like, I look like uh, Dollar Store Randy Macho Man Randy Savage with his sunglasses on right now. By the way, okay. shouts for our first official sponsor back in the day was Yeats. I got these ones and I got uh, these ones. Gonna put you in a Slim Jim commercial. You going? Hell yeah, brother! All yeah. right, all right, Maddie. I'm gonna do these sunglasses. Put. I'm gonna have these on for the rest of the game of the show. Let's talk. Whoa, the reverbs off of the glass next to my. This is awesome. Um, let's talk one sentence game, Maddie. You ready? All right. As I refill my glass, we are starting with. I'll go last this time. Let's start with Chris. Chris, I'm going to give you the game that you wish that you took for your upset pick. Talk about the Chargers demolish. Oh, sorry. Talk about the Raiders absolutely demolishing the Chargers. Raiders. <laughs> um, <laughs> impression of all time. <laughs> um, holy shit. Um, Aiden O'Connell had four touchdowns. Um, I don't know if you'll ever see that again in your life. Um. Yeah, I 100% regret not taking this as my upset pick. Even though, like, it wouldn't be that crazy to take, but again, it's something I'm probably going to take to my grave of regretting. Um, yeah, it was a good win for the Raiders. Good, uh, they won by 42. Nice. All right, Jared, you're, I'm going to give you the revenge game that not one person in the world besides Jake Browning knew was a revenge game the Bengals versus the Vikings overtime thriller. First of all, T. Higgins makes the greatest catch and stretch of all time. I was getting out of the shower, about to go out and do some work around the house before I went out on Saturday. 
I'm sitting there, by the way, just don't picture this, but I'm sitting there in my towel, buck naked, watching this fucking clip. I happen to turn the game on just as Browning throws this ball off his back foot. And I'm like, no fucking way. It's about to be intercepted. And then Higgins comes down with it, and it fucking scores. Dude, also, by the way, head. I love that Jake Browning's revenge tour is a real thing. I was a big Jake Browning fan when he was at Washington. I thought he got screwed. And also the fact, you know, fuck Mike Zimmer. I mean, it, it sucks his wife died while he was still coaching. That's awful. But what, after his wife died, I became a douche. So fuck you, Mike. I think I said for Christmas, all I wanted was for Mike Zimmer to just smile. <laughs> he never smiles. Never. I want Jalen to smile for Christmas. Yeah, right? That's like the equivalent of asking Bill Belichick to give you an actual answer when he's at the press conferences. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Everyone's on a Cincinnati. No matter what you're doing. Uh, that's what my coworker said today. He's like, I, I, I beat who I had to beat first round of the playoffs. Now I'm on to Cincinnati. My coworkers, they asked me, he's like, you get those numbers in this week? I'm like, nope, on a Cincinnati. Maybe next time. <laughs> I got right, I'm going to take the uh, Steelers-Colts game. Uh, this game reminded me that Mitchell Trubisky is not good at football. And this reminded me that Gardner Minshew is good at football. Gardner Minshew, three touchdowns on the day. Minshew, two interceptions and one touchdown. Um, happy to see the Colts come back and win that game. Uh, not really come back and win that game. Just secure that victory after that ugly hit on Michael Pittman. Um, but Colts advance to eight and six. Steelers fall to seven and seven. Mike Tomlin in serious danger of having his first under five hundred season, and rumors of possibly being moved on from him. But we will see what happens at the end of the season. I don't think they should move on from him, but that's just my personal opinion. When you have a coach that's never lost, never had a, a losing record in a single season in fifteen plus years of being the coach, so what do I know? Um, Chris, let's give you the let's give you another massacre. Why not? We're going to give – it's a slasher theme for you. The Lions decimating, decimating the Broncos. Dude, i tell you what, man. Like, ever since um, ever since Thanksgiving, I thought the Lions lost their stride a little bit. And then, you know, I was playing – I'm playing golf each and every week in fantasy. And this is the one week where I didn't play golf. And this is one of the main reasons why I lost. This dude had five touchdowns and 280 yards. The whole team just played well. Um the Broncos got their shit kicked in. Um, the Broncos, they've been like a really inconsistent team. Like the stretches where they're cold, the stretches where they're hot. So it's kind of like going to be a big wild card if they make the playoffs. Um, Detroit is a team I'm a little nervous about still in the NFC. If you play them outside of a dome, they're fucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the that's thing. That's the best way to put it. Yeah, that's it. Also, it, it, it was so fitting. The second people started talking about the Broncos overtaking the Chiefs, I was like, this is going to recorrect itself real quick. <laughs> the universe is going to tell us something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared, let's give you let's give you another overtime game. Why not? The, um, the Texans over the Titans. I believe Case Keenum came into this game. The legend of Case Keenum. Um Leave it to the Jets to make this game a game. Shout out to the um, – also for them knocking Nico Collins out. So, basically, my fantasy team was fucked. Huh. <clears throat> Yo, listen, I'm not going to lie. This Texans team had some balls, man. They just fought for every fucking inch. And Case Keenum making the most 
awful throw that would have made every quarterback coach in the country freak out that got them in the field goal range. That's all I'm going to say. It's like, listen, this Texas team will probably win 14 games next year. You heard it here first. The Texans will probably win the AFC next year. I'm just putting y'all on notice now. Because CJ Stroud, Tank Dell, Nico Collins. They'll probably get another guy in free agency, Noah Brown. They're only going to get better on defense. And D'Amico Ryans, this is year one. D'Amico Ryans is the AFC's version of Nick Sirianni, where he's going to make the playoffs year one, get knocked out the first round. Year two is going to go to a Super Bowl. I hope y'all realize y'all fucked around and found out the Panthers really fucked up, man. David Tepper might be the dumbest motherfucker in football. I hope D'Amico Ryans is in contention for Coach of the Year. He should be. Mufasa. We love Mufasa. So are we Are we pretty much chopping up that the, the Jets hired the wrong defensive coordinator from San Francisco? Gee, there's a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> we'll Woody see. Johnson um, screwed something up. All right. Woody Johnson screwed something up. His brother screwed something up. Oof. Anyways. Well, I have his COVID shot in my arm. I'm waiting for myself to fucking go. Yeah, see, I everybody that – there's a handful of people that I looked at. Some of them got it because it was a quick one shot kind of thing. And I looked at him, I was like, you know the uh I was like, you know the guys that make that shot. And like the Johnsons. He's like, Yeah, I was like, you know they own the Jets, right? And they were like, Oh, I didn't know that. I was like, think about all the things wrong with the Jets and think about that you just put a shot in you from them. And here was like, my thinking. Uh, I was about to get fired if I didn't get that stupid shot. Let me get the one that doesn't work because natural immunity is like a real thing. Shot Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I um I put I just wrote down all the vaccines on a piece of paper. I put them in a hat, and then I picked one out, and that was the shot I was getting. What'd you land on? I I picked Johnson and Johnson and Pfizer. I think I wrote two on the same piece of paper, so I got like two different vaccines. How so. fucking hammered were you at that point? Oh, I dude, heard about that. Next next day, I had like six nipples, dude. Like this, <laughs> I just had just a side effect. Four. I heard about uh. I heard about people getting one shot and then them saying you can get the other shot after that. And people were like not doing well. There was like a hot, Hey, yo, get a booster. There was like a hot pharmacist there. And I was like, I'll I'll get a third shot. If I get a shot with you and she was like, ha ha real funny. And then I got my little (laughs) Spider-Man bandaid and I walked out. No number, nothing pissed. Oh man. You should have went to the bandaid section and gotten the warrior bandages. They got those at CVS make you feel really brave. Dude, I keep getting Hello Kitty once, man. I feel so bitchy. They'll <laughs> laugh at me and shit. I have like a tank top on with a little Hello Kitty bandage on my. I think it looks man Chris. On my on my noodle arms. It's embarrassing. But yeah, yeah I had I woke uh, up with like six nipples, bro. Four of them nice. milk. What I tell everyone. Nice. All right. Well, stick sticking with the uh, the Johnson and Johnsons. I'll just take the bullet and take my Jets Dolphins game. Um, not <laughs> what I was expecting. <laughs> Chris, when we think we have a badge, remember Matt's a Jets fan. Yeah. That's all bad, dude. You That's when you guys like don't you guys like don't hit the panic button yet. I'm like, man, I've been panicking since fucking oh September. Matt um, came out the womb panicking. Yeah. I had anxiety right out the womb from this team. Um, 
it's it's not what I expected. It's not I'm not I obviously I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you and tell you I expected to win this game. I just expected them to have a little more of a fight, maybe put up a little more points up on offense, have the defense play a little better. I was just expecting it to be somewhat of a competitive game since they were coming off a nice high of a win, knowing Aaron Rodgers may come back the following week if they won. I just thought they put up a better performance and they didn't. Uh to a torch list even without Tyreek Hill. Um, Zach Wilson, I, I feel bad because I thought Zach Wilson quit on the team. Everybody was saying that he was listed as a headache, as a, as a head injury, but he wasn't in protocol. And they were saying maybe dehydration. I thought genuinely thought this kid might've quit on this team, but according to his mother who made an Instagram post, he was, he did get hit in the head a bunch of times. And when he got knocked down at that last play, I think by Bradley Chubb, he apparently had blurred vision and he was just having a hard time just figuring things out. So I genuinely feel bad and I hope that kid is perfectly fine. We will never see him in a Jets uniform ever again, most likely. But I still feel like I hope things work out for him in the future. Um, but just just a terrible, terrible game. Um, and we officially were eliminated after that game. So moving on. Christopher. We are going to stick with the slasher theme. I'm going to give you Saints-Giants, 24-6 victory in New Orleans' favor. Saints-Giants. I always get the Saints games, and I, I love it, dude. Derek, drive my car. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Tommy, my car. Yeah, I feel, like, uh, I feel like Tommy DeVito, you know, is the little fun stretch where, you know, the whole NFL was – went Italian for like a week. I feel like that's now out the window with DeVito. Unless he has a bounce back week. Hopefully it's not this week. Um, but uh, it was a good win for the Saints. Are they? They're also in the wild card. Or they're also, yeah, they're, are they in playoff? They're tied with uh, Buccaneers for yeah. NFC South. NFC South. Oh, yeah, dude. I saw like a couple weeks ago that like the Panthers were still in contention to win the division. And they had like 10 losses. Or oh, nine or 10. Please tell me, Maddie, I get the Falcons game. <laughs> Oh, hey, you want it? You can have it. I want it. All right. We got Arthur yeah, I'm gonna give Smith, you, uh, you fugly mustache-wearing, fantasy-hating, gambling-sucking, silver-spoon motherfucker. You lame-ass little bitch. Not only did you cost me about 50 bucks this weekend because your dumbass couldn't stop the damn Panthers, who basically have the equivalent of me and Chris blackout drunk as an offense. Arthur Smith. <laughs> Yo, that's an insult to Chick Hicks. That's an insult to Chick Hicks. You nepotism baby, you. You suck. You're the worst. You are literally the new Brandon Staley. I will shit on you till the day you're let go, and I'm going to laugh when you don't get another NFL job. You are horrible. At least Matt Patricia and Josh McDoofus came from a good coaching tree. You morons just came out of nowhere. You somehow sprouted up and took credit for Derrick Henry being an Asgardian playing football against humans. You're an idiot. You're the worst. Arthur Blank should have fired your ass after last year. Because Desmond is not a bad quarterback. You're a bad coach. I have spoken. Fair enough. Fair enough. He cost, uh, definitely cost a lot of people that fantasy week, uh, including myself in one league. How did Dijon um, not score a fucking touchdown on that goal line? I'm going to take the the uh, Buccaneers Green Bay Packers game. Baker may be back. 381 yards and four touchdowns. I actually used Mike Evans this week, which would have helped me out because with his current stat line for this week, if I had that last week instead of one catch for eight yards, I would have won in advance. But here we are. Uh, but Baker's back. 381 yards, four touchdowns. Tampa Bay beating them 34 20. 
Jordan Love didn't have a bad game either. Threw two touchdowns off 284 yards. Um, Aaron Jones came back into that game. Dontavian Wicks is looking pretty good. Just not enough to get the job done. Bucks take this game, and they regain first place in the NFC South. All right, Chris, let's give you let's give you your old buddy Joe Flacco's beating the Chicago Bears. Oh, dude, Joe Flacco, dude, he's oh, fucking, awesome. dude, he is fucking awesome. Um, just when you think Joe Flacco's out of the game, he pulls you right back in, dude. He's like the Godfather. He's beautiful, man, dude. Like I'm going. I'm in the fourth quarter of fantasy one o'clock games. I got Amari Cooper. I'm thinking he's done. And then next thing you know, Joe Flacco just whizzes. I don't even know how he throws. He whizzes a ball to the sideline. And then Amari Cooper breaks it for like a 50-yard touchdown. Um, Joe, Honestly, I win this whole thing. If I come back and I win the six-pack, I want a Joe Flacco Browns jersey. You heard it on the stream. You heard it here first. Joe Flacco... Game worn, huh. Cleveland Browns jersey. We're Are only you- paying you thirty three bucks a pop for this one, man, because we're not gonna like, like if you want to spend the money on that, go for it. I will wear. It. I-, I will buy one. Damn, I should have ordered it for Christmas. That would have been hilarious. Wear it on the for the Christmas party. I just wear a Joe Flacco Browns jersey. Um, <laughs> I'm just. I'm. I don't know. I was. I was so hyped to to see Flacco pull out another dub. It's. It's just great. I hope it just keeps working out for him. Even the Bears are shit too, dude. Dude, well, shit. I love Bears fans live streams on TikTok. They are hysterical. They're screaming, throwing temper tantrums. I'm like, do you really realize who you root for? At least it's not like the Eagles or the Cowboys where like there's an expectation of being decent. Like you root for literally the NFL equivalent of like Cleveland Brown. Just it's just there, just average, disappointing as a character. All right, we're going to move on to another game. Jared, you got the Chiefs and the Patriots. You know, I w- I forgot I was rooting for the Patriots in this one because Chris had his, his gimme. And then I realized after the Chiefs won that the Chiefs were the team I was rooting against, and I was really sad. I was like, oh, I was playing for the Chiefs here. This sucks. I thought you had them as your upset. And I was like, why do you take them as his upset? I read it wrong. Yeah, but- I, um, I was so nervous about that too because they yeah, already lost me one gimme. Well, listen, Mahomes got a gimme call, but the universe is back in balance. The refs are playing for Mahomes again. Belichick's upset about something, and a New England Patriot quarterback not named Tom Brady threw an interception or had a turnover. So, yeah, whatever. This one's par for the course. The Chiefs are not a good football team this year. I think the Super Bowl hangover hit the Chiefs hard and hit the Eagles. I think it's more of a – I just look at that general manager. I'm like, what? I mean, I know you got Patrick Mahomes, but like. Oh, Brett Veach is a dipshit. Brett Veach is a fucking dipshit. I don't understand how he has it. Like he's, he, he, Andy Reid deserves all the credit for that in the world. It's not Brett Veach. I'm sorry. There's only one quarterback in my lifetime that I've ever seen turn something into nothing. And that is Pat Tom Brady. Just with some of the, I mean, I know people forget, like I know, yes, he had. You know, Chad Ochocinco for a brief amount of time. He didn't really do anything in New England, but they had Randy Moss. But there was there was times where he had like Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan, and Brandon LaFell, and this man was still going to Super Bowls. And it's just like I, this guy, you can't give. I know it's Mahomes. You have kept Travis Kelsey, yes, but you can't give this man Montez Val, uh, Valdez Scantling. You can't give him. Yeah, 
MVS, Kadarius Tony, um, Watson, Sky Moore, guys like you know, like Noah Brown, not Noah Brown, um, Daniel Brown, I think it is, or whatever it was. You just can't. You got to give him somebody. You can't, or Noah Gray is who I'm thinking of. You, you, you got to give him players. Like, I mean, I know he's Patrick Mahomes, but he still needs somebody that's going to catch the ball, not drop the ball. Not one person on the team besides Travis Kelsey and Isaiah Pacheco can't catch a ball. Um, Moving on. I got the Niners and the Cardinals. The Niners just absolutely destroyed the Cardinals, as I think we all kind of expected that to happen. Brock Purdy, another four-touchdown game. Um, starting to be a front runner, front runner for MVP. Don't think of Mr. Relevant has ever done that before. And you've got a new number one seed right now with the Niners, but that can all change very quickly, as we all know, in the NFL. Uh, Christopher, we're going to stick with you, and I'm going to give you – you want a good game or you want another slasher? Um, It doesn't matter. I'll, I'll see if I can get creative. Also, guys, Joe Flacco t-shirt is going off for 40 bucks, dude. That's that's an undersell where I come from. But uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to give you – a. I'm going to give you a slasher, and I think you'll like this one because it involves a team getting slashed that I know you despise, and that would be the Bills demolishing the Cowboys. Oh, odds oh, the Cowboys are back to reality. Um, that's what I love about Dallas, man. Every single year, they're, they get their hopes up. They always contend with the Eagles for the division. They usually and then do. we get the Stephen A. Smith clip of him checking. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Um. But yeah, the Cowboys got their ass kicked. They they lost to a team that's over five hundred. So surprising. Um, I'm gonna give a big fu to Dak Prescott because I lost in my fantasy league because I played Dak once again because I thought Dak was gonna have a good game. He's been playing well this whole year, so I'm like, you know what? I'll give the guy a chance. He stunk. I should have played Brock Purdy. It was a better matchup. Um, yeah, Cowboys. <laughs> that's a good that's the best way to put it and josh um, on at 94 yards and a touchdown just well, by the way their next two games are against detroit and against miami both winnable games but also yeah miami, i think detroit's in, my, in detroit and miami's in miami miami is i believe miami is their next game and it is in miami and uh, bad news of the cowboys is that i believe tyreek hill will be back at that game also which nobody's covering him james no matter who it is James Cook went off. Dude, and, you said 175 yeah. on the ground. Yeah. And, again, Josh Allen had 94 yards and a, and a touchdown. Like, didn't do a thing. He threw the ball 15 times. You know what's funny, too, is – I mean, uh, I'm not saying the guy's good at football. I'm just, I'm just going to say. Yeah, I mean, he also yeah, – yeah, Josh Allen's kind of good at football. I mean, he's also – I'm not the biggest Josh Allen guy, but uh, he – look, it, sometimes it's the bare minimum that can win you a game. It's kind of funny looking at uh, guys like Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary having some pretty good success down in Houston. Zach Moss looking pretty good in Indianapolis. It's kind of funny when maybe teams figure out maybe the right way to use those guys and to see how actually they, they are pretty good running backs. But it's it's just funny how the Bills took three consecutive drafts of drafting a running back in order for them to finally learn how to actually use one correctly. But Fair. anyways. They wasted TJ Spiller's career. Yeah. Mm. That, that's a oh. that's that's a that's a name because there was so much oh. promise and potential with that, and I really the thought he was going to go off in Buffalo, pick, man. Dude, dude, I thought he was going to go off in Buffalo. One one year in fantasy football, me and a friend, me and one of my friends, we just did like a trade in the beginning of the year. It was probably really stupid, dude. I I traded I traded uh, 
He traded me CJ Spiller. I gave him remember Zach Stacy, the old mm-hmm. running yes. back for the Rams, who just like he had the yes. one like pretty good year or something like that. He was like a, or in the middle of the year. Um, we did that trade, and they both, I think, tore their ACL, or they both had, like, season-ending injuries the same week. And it was the most useless trade of all time. That's the one thing I remember with C.J. Spiller. My greatest fantasy trade to this date was um, trading Chris Carson his rookie year and getting Keenan Allen, and then Chris Carson broke his leg, and I went on to win a, the a fantasy championship with Keenan Allen. That's it. I had one where it was uh, I traded Marshawn Lynch – and I got Antonio Brown. And then that's the time Antonio Brown had like 50 fantasy points on that last game of the season. Like Big Ben just kept throwing on the ball. I forget who they played, but he had, I think he had like 210 yards and like two or three touchdowns. Just went off. Kids these days will never know the feeling of just having that year where you finally get to draft Antonio Brown and he just goes off for you in fantasy like eight, nine years ago. Kids these no. days will never understand. He was like FedEx. He was like UPS, man. He always delivered. Yeah, no, no, Widowy. No, he uh, dude would just go off. Widowy. 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 Widowy, citizen. Widowy, blackout, um, Chrissy. Jared, you said you had Keaton Mitchell in your fantasy. Oh, God. You're making me talk about this fucking game. Oh, uh, well, we're going to give you a Ravens Jaguars. Relive it. Just talk about it. Get it out there. Keaton Mitchell is going to be a top 10 running back by the end of next season. The poor kid. I feel so bad. If he does not get shoelace tackled on that crappy Baltimore field, my man's running still, and I am probably running into the second round of the fantasy playoffs. I knew my season was over watching Mitchell. Just like his knee is buckle. Uh, he's on IR right now. Hopefully, speedy recovery for Keaton Mitchell. Uh, Ravens are still the best team in the AFC by a mile. Anybody who says the Chiefs are morons. Um, I, I, am, I am a very firm prediction. We are going to have a Ravens versus blank for the uh, Super Bowl. Because I think the Ravens, when they play the Chiefs, we're going to see Ravens 49ers on Sunday. I'm yes. ex- or Monday, I'm excited. That's I mean, if, if, they play, if they play each other, would it be, what, a rematch of, like, the 2012 Super Bowl, right? Or yeah, but nobody wants that. Yeah, like, nobody. Uh, nobody wants Purdy versus Lamar. People want, like, Jalen versus Lamar, Dak versus Lamar. Yeah. Like, listen, I, I, besides the 49ers, like, this whole Brock Purdy thing is, like, fucking annoying. They lose Christian McCaffrey. Their offense is not even half as good. I agree. Whatever. All right. Um, All right. I got the I got the last game on the evening with the uh, the obvious game we're putting a little mulligan on. I've got the Commanders and the Rams. The Rams just beating the Commanders up 28-20. Stafford with two touchdowns off 258 passing. Kyron Williams, uh, once again, just having an absolute insane game. 152 yards on the ground with a touchdown. Uh, Cooper Cup going over 100 yards and another touchdown. And the apparently benched Sam Howell during the game and put in Jacoby Brissett, who went to throw, um, completed eight of 10 passes for 124 yards and two touchdowns. Clearly looked like the better quarterback in that matchup. Sam Howell going 11 for 26, 102 yards, one touchdown, one interception, was pulled from the game and was still named the starter going forward. You got to think this Howell experiment's done. You got to think this Ron Rivera experiment's done. Um, at this point, maybe looking to Eric Bieniemy, but I, I you got to clean some house. You got to get rid of the coach. You got to get a new quarterback. And the Commanders will probably do what the Commanders always do, which is just bargain shop. They'll go and get like a. They'll probably they could stick with a Jacoby Brissett. They'll go and get somebody like a Derek Carr type of player if there's something available. They're just gonna go for that mid quarterback that's 
used to be very good or maybe was just never good, but it's, they're just not go-getters. You know, Carson Wentz and Sam Howell and, uh, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick in the last handful of years and Alex Smith coming back after those 17 surgeries are just, it's just not looking like a team that's looking to make a change and get a franchise type quarterback. They should trade back for Kirk Cousins. Just run it back what they had at that one they, time. They're probably going to be able to just sign him now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know if he's getting traded. He might just I don't know what his contract's like, but if he's a that is a perfect trade. that is a perfect name to just throw out there because that just fits what quarterback that was that is very good, not great, not bad, but is a perfect guy that they will go for because that is who they go for because they want the bargain guy to get the job done so they don't got to pay him a lot of money. And Kirk Cousins will come at a smaller discount because he's coming off that big injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Y'all got anything else? That was uh, all the games. Also, starting a GoFundMe for get the intern a Flacco shirt. Gonna post the link on uh, corner corner booth Twitter. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! All right. Um, corner booth Christmas party is on Thursday. We will announce our guests and the graphic will be both be announced tomorrow uh, evening, I believe, like seven o'clock. I shall drop it. Um, the link will be there. 7 o'clock, be there. The rules are simple. Like the Instagram post from Mr. Matt posting on the main Instagram Twitter account. It'll be a picture. You like it and you comment your Instagram. You comment a comment with your Instagram tag, like what your Instagram handle is. And we'll send you a gift card. Or you have a chance to be sent a gift card. That's the rules. That's all you have to do. Like our Instagram post. And comment on our YouTube stream on the Belly YouTube channel. That's all you have to do. Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you in two days. Have an amazing rest of your week. Next time you see me, I will be celebrating that I have five days off from work. Ooh. I may not, I might be walking into my barbershop on, on Friday morning looking like a zombie, and I'm okay with that. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you have a great Evening, shout to our sponsors, Mahler Bros, promo code BellyUp15 for 15% off. BellyUp Sports is the promo code for our friends over at SeatGeek for $20 off your first purchase. And our favorite sponsor, Candips, promo code BellyUp20 for 20% off your purchase at checkout. We will see you guys on Thursday for the Corner Booth Christmas Party, round five. Should be a good time. No idea who's coming on yet. I have like 16 people who said maybe. Be a lot of confirmation, yes or no, in the next 24 hours. Peace. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.